It's hot. It's very hot. The station's air conditioning is working overtime, so I'm not going to. That's enough introduction. It's us, it's that show, it's that time, and it's that voice. Our mics are live. Good evening, everyone. It is indeed very hot. Very, very hot. Very, very, very hot here in the southern part of the studio. So we've left all of the windows open. If you hear the sound of rushing air and gasping presenters, you'll know that we died at least trying to stay cool. I'm Rudolf Hucker, and sticking to the seats next to me, we have the inimitable Harry Bullsack. Good evening, Rudolf. Uh... Sorry about the sucking sound as I stand up. <laughs> Still, at least I've got an excuse this week, eh? <laughs> I do prefer my choice of attire to that of Wilma Fingerdoo, though. Hey, not my fault I didn't check the forecast. The man in the shop said that this type of PVC would breathe with my skin. But now I feel like I'm slowly drowning from the ankles up. Mia Harkness looks much more comfortable. That's because I'm up the north end of the studio, and for once, the climate is a positive thing. Mind you, one cares looking a bit red in the face. Oh, sorry. Nothing to do with the weather. It's just that I've been in the bar with Cecil drinking so many G&Ts that I've made very, very, very sure that I can't catch malaria. From a space mosquito, obviously. Normus Knockers is looking cool. I'm always looking cool. Oh, sorry. I'm always cool. I have two big lads from the Pilots' Federation waft me with their big fans and all they ask in return is as I oil their chest on the hour. Uh, The sooner sooner we get on with the show, the sooner we can open the door to the studio and go somewhere cooler. Bong away, tech button-pushing person. Do they miss their wife as it's lonely out in space? We accede to helping you succeed in successfully seceding. Trying Helix? Are you out of your mind? Time after time after time. All 25 seconds of it. It's Deja Vu, war number two. Time to expedite the expedition exposition. Canon research those recyclers of tinfoil with a fetish for white coats and an unhealthy tendency to delve have announced that Commander Sovereign Winter has discovered, as we understand it, something about neutron stars and the angle of the dangle. We're not scientists, so we feel this gives us the right to interpret the results in whatever way suits us best. Sovereign Winter, after some hands-on experimentation, discovered a correlation between how far round you twist it, how far up it'll stick, and how long it is. 
Apparently, they hope that this will lead to finding spherical objects nearby after being led to look for such things by drawings on the ground that have been found on many planets. Some at Canon believe that these drawings are ancient totems, showing twin planets and a long, curving path to travel between them. But others claim they're just rude pictures drawn by commanders in their SRVs. Commander Deadmeat GF was contacted for comment as he is an acknowledged expert in his field, but his only comment was to giggle hysterically. Galnet was recently ablaze with news of when Azalachu Free seceded from the Federation, and there are rumours that many other systems will be following suit. Always willing to help, the truckers have compiled a short, simple guide to successful secession. If you've decided to be a splitter and start your own One Planet Authority, follow these straightforwardly simple steps. Stage 1. Start an independent faction. This is simple. Pick a name that represents none of your ideals. Tell people nothing about yourself. But it's not too different from other factions that exist. Do always remember to add people's popular or free in the name of your new factions. And indeed, many splendid factions have played safe and incorporated all three. Stage two, take your home system. Obvious, we would have thought, you need a territory to call your own, and it's a lot easier to start where you live. You can go home at the end of each day's warring, and you don't need to take a packed lunch when going off into battle. If you don't get past this hurdle, then it's best to change your name, go for some hollow surgery on your face, and get used to looking over your shoulder for the rest of your life. Stage three, take nearby systems. Now it's time to worry about real politics as your measly little system isn't going to last very long in your hands if you curb your ambition at this point. Here's where you start to learn about consolidating your power base and introducing your neighboring systems to your new way of life that's very different from anything they've ever had before. And of course, they'll be grateful that you've liberated them, won't they? It is vital that you bring as many systems as possible in this phase under your benign wing showing them how much freer they are, even if you have to do it with brutal repression. The reason for this is that you will eventually need to stage four, fight off the Federation or from whoever you wrestled control of your home system in the first place. Here you will need to get as much help as possible, maybe by convincing outsiders that you'd be a much better friend than an enemy maybe by offering to fly them somewhere on a fleet carrier and then threatening to leave them stranded if they don't help. Or even maybe by the most time-honoured method of all. Bribery. Assuming that this phase goes well and their ticker tape parades in your honour do not feature grassy knolls, then you can take the final and most important step. Stage five. Make rude jokes about their president. It is vital that insults about the President of the Federation or other leader, uh, see stage four, are banded about at this time to show the populace that you have no fear of them. No, sir, not even if they do whisper to you in your nightmares. Remember, follow these rules and you too can secede successfully. Somewhere in the galaxy, in fact, many somewheres, it's midsummer, 
or midwinter, or the start of spring, or there's a music festival, or maybe just a gathering of students after their last exam with nothing to do for three months. There will be a religious cult trying to be transcendent, or a former chemistry teacher in a clapped-out trailer trying to make his fortune. Whatever the case, someone is out to make a quick few credits out of them. Push and hush and Lazarus. Legal in some places, but in others prohibited on pain of death, stroke being fine for loitering in the snack aisle with the munchies, stroke having various body bits chopped off. As with beer, wine, spirits, and of course the Kamitra cigars, oh so loved by engineers, wherever there are humans, there are likely to be people who enjoy licking that particular colour of toad or drinking that herbal tea with some of Grandma's special cakes. Cue the latest arrival on the grey market. Helix. Or to be more precise, Onion Head Gamma Strain. Rumoured to be back on sale across the galaxy. All right, only from industrial anarchies. Onion Head Gamma Strain is purported to be made from special secret ingredients and a weaker strain of the widely outlawed Squidgy Beetle or Alpha Red varieties. Now, we're suspicious, of course, of putting anything in our bodies that hasn't gone through the stills at the orbital first, having been recycled and filtered through at least a thousand other bodies first. And, of course, checking that those other bodies haven't grown an extra limb or gone for a permanent nap. The idea of secret recipe on a mostly illegal substance fills us with an enormous sense of foreboding. As if a million hippies all cried out, at once and then were suddenly silent. Of course, if you do get your hands on some Helix and get caught by the Omnicops, we've heard that's painful. Then there's only one thing for it. Better call Saul. Is there an echo in here? No, but there is one in the Hutton Games Room as your latest release of the Pilots Federation Entertainment Division has been dropped off, then picked up, then dropped off, then picked up in a slightly different way, then dropped off again. Yes, it's the time looktastic first person turn based team shoot 'em up, Lennis Gate, and people are going loopy over the pre release version delivered to every starport in the galaxy. If bashing scavengers with the butt of your rifle, helping them tidy up all the things that they've left lying around, like some king of craze kleptowomble, and engaging in dominator on dominator action in a war zone isn't enough excitement for you, then you can kick back in the game room simulator with your very own copy of Lennis Gate. 25 seconds to seconds, and what a serving you can dish up for your opponents time-bending antics worthy of a blue police box occupant who has had too much sugar. Cecil's gone loopy over Lennisgate, join him for a round or two in the games room, then the round or two on the bar after. Is there an echo in here? Incoming encrypted transmission. Decrypting. Decryption complete. Stand by for a message from Hexcom Actual. Okay, Hatswing. Tharg hit two systems in the Pleiades today. Both are Operation Ida systems, and one is a key industrial hub for the Pleiades sector. We're coming to their defense and kicking Tharg back out of those systems. We'll start with Pleiades sector HR-WD1-41 
That system is cleared. Move on to Cleavity Sector KC-B C2-11. You can hunt down Thargoids and non-human signal sources. You'll find scouts only in signal source threats 3 and 4. 5 and higher will be large numbers of scouts, interceptors, or a mix of the two. If you're up for a long fight, support the local forces in the AX conflict zones. There you'll fight waves of scouts and interceptors until you force Tharg to withdraw. For our search and rescue pilots, Kipling Orbital and Malthus Terminal both have civilians and non-essential crew that need evacuation to the nearby rescue ships. For anyone on their first rescue runs, make sure you have heat sinks packed since it will be hot there. Also remember the automated docking will be offline and random explosions may bounce you around in the docking barrel. It's a challenge, but those people need our help. Finally, a statement regarding the current role of the Far God cult building megaships in the Pangevel system. While Haxcom views these individuals as misguided and potentially dangerous, we will not direct and do not condone attacks on any shipments delivered to Moore Hub in support of that goal. Let's focus our efforts on defending the Pleiades truckers. That's it, Haxwing. Time to earn our pay. Keep your eyes on the signal sources and always be ready to defend the mug. Hexcom message complete. Defend the mug. Encrypted transmission complete. With one exception, to which I shall come in a moment, it is a pretty quiet, if sweaty, time in Hutton Space. Almost all blue across the threatboard. So, to the exception. Despite winning last week's war, it's deja vu in Van Marlen's star, as frustratingly, we're at war again with the pirates. Hutton found itself snookered into second place by the dreaded double tick, despite winning the first war. So within a day, we are back at it again with the pirates, and O'Connor City is on the line for a second time. However, well-versed and practised in the art of losing, the Pirates are now successfully doing it for a second time in quick succession as Hutton are currently pummeling them into the void. Happily, Hutton lost the war in Bialtaka. You know, the last place we expanded into that we didn't want. The extended infrastructure failure in Avic was eventually fettled, probably by fitting some cut-price water-damaged water filters and cheap Alterian power generators. Next time, perhaps we should stop the pinging and constant alarms from the station management system by turning off the alarm and maybe by taking out the warning bulb. We have five systems below 40% this week. Barnard Star on 31 needs immediate attention, and as no other factions are in wars or elections, now is your time to make it count. Wolf 25 and Epsilon Eridani are on 35%, and Epsilon Indy, which is slowly recovering, is on 39 VMS, which of course I just mentioned, is on 33 At the top end of the systems league, the usual half-dozen overheated systems are doing their thing over 60%, but nothing too daft, with LP532-81 out in front on 73 
Priorities this week are, if you want to truck something, make the most of the peace in Barnard's start to boost Hutton influence, then go to Wolf 25 and Epsilon Eridani. If you want to shoot something, unlike last week, you can try to fire the last shot of the war in Avic. I've got a nice crop of news from community-led events around the galaxy this week, and as usual, links will be posted in chat and in the YouTube description. Firstly, Commander Mephisto has news from the captain's chair on the Fleet Carrier Council, which is visiting all the 124 waypoints of the Cannon Challenge, allowing even novice explorers to go far afield. The next waypoints on the Comfy Cannon Cruise, number 56 through 58, showed the first kind of sinuous tubers and kind of K, P and T-type anomaly each. Commander Belliger was promoted to scout in honour of his service providing points of interest along the route. Consu is now stationed at a tritium hotspot to refuel just outside the nebula around the black hole of Waypoint 58, as she will make a long way to the east end of the Milky Way soon. Commander Yannick has an update from the Apollo 15 anniversary expedition, which is heading for the lovely worlds of David and Goliath. The expedition has moved through the early waypoints in a variety of different nebulae, with each nebula making an interstellar marker along our route. We have a real coup for the expedition with none other than Commander Satsuma of Distant Worlds Science Corps fame. He has brought a similar DW style dedicated science department to the expedition. Presently, he's leading a survey to measure the galaxy in greater detail than before, including measures of stellar density in and around our route. Also of note, we recently had a neutron-boosted mass jump across the neutron star. The spectacle was both beautiful and haunting at the same time. As explorers, we live for such moments. The Rook Platoon Explores the Land Down Under expedition is underway and Commander Nicole Dyson, our mission liaison, has sent us this report of the early days. Successful mass launches. We had our main one for Europe and Pacific and another one later for North America. Both took around an hour to organise and we have many videos of them. We are still in the process of reaching our first waypoint. In the meantime, a lot of us got to make our first footfalls on some atmospheric worlds and take our first exobiology samples. An exobiology research initiative was formed within our expedition to try and catalogue all the different plants and specifically where to find them and if sunlight affects that. This is, the only, this is only our second day on the trip. Many more updates will come after the end of stage one. It seems that King Hanky's rogue clone that took over the fleet carrier Empress Fury during his trip to the party at the end of the galaxy and forced pilots to work for Hot Call if they ever wanted to escape, has decided that little R&R is warranted if he wants to keep people from tunneling out. So this weekend, he's got two events. 
On Saturday at 2000 BST, there's fun at Ishman's Stroke Salome's Rich, and no expense has been spared on the marketing for this event, as it's described as just a bit of fun pottering about on a planet. If that weren't exciting enough, on Sunday at 2030 BST, there's fun at Beagle Point. And the hyperbolic description for this is a bit of fun at Beagle Point. Look, they may not sound like the highest entertainment that the galaxy's got to offer, but kidnap beggars can't be choosers. And, eh, as always with Elite Dangers, the fun comes from what you put into it. And B, it's got to be better than staring at a poster of Rita Hayworth all weekend. Lastly this week, it's that time of the month. It's CQC Saturday at 2100 BST. And Commander Venetia invites everyone with This month, many of our commanders are headed to Beagle Point for a little exploration and relaxation. You should come out for your, our monthly CQC event though. This is great practice for people with no combat experience, as there is no rebuy. For everyone taking part in these events, stay safe, have fun and never fly without rebuy. For everyone else, don't forget that there's nothing stopping you from organising their own event. All you need is an idea, a place to do it and friends. And we're happy to publicise your event so that you get some friends. And we're back in the studio... Oh dear, that that noise in the background is me wafting. I'm, I'm wafting the door to try and make 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 the air flow a little more freely in the studio. Oh, that, you're wafting that. Oh, that's it. So, yeah, somebody yeah, that's somebody doing, is yeah. a bit pungent here. Who hasn't had a shower in the last three days? Goodness gracious me! Days. That's everybody. Mm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, we have one of those sonic showers, you know. We tried listening to live radio. If you don't actually, screams out if you don't have a shower. That one, one of those. A shower of what? You, you get screamed at if you don't have a shower. Yeah, by the way, the showers in these settlements, I, I'm not sure I'm, I mean, you know, I, I'm not a prude or anything, but, you know, leaving everything on display through those glass doors, it it, it does not leave much to the imagination. No. <laughs> anyway, this anyway, anyway. Um, so we, we have, we have a, a, co- a comment. Uh, hang on a second. Um... Commander Lennon says, I don't see you all broadcasting to the radio, just Twitch. Yes, if you are listening to the radio station at the moment, you've got some lovely music, but you haven't got us because the transmitter fell over because it got too hot. Um, so, yes, the, the radio station version of this show is currently broken, which means please tune into the Twitch, um, but actually you can't hear this, so, um, oh, never mind, never mind. Um, so, yeah. yes, Lenin, thank you for letting us know. Um, hey, if anybody can relay this. Hey, Lenin, you've got the tools. Lenin, relay this out to the radio station quick. Now, maybe you can't. Um, we, we have notified the, the, the service officials and Mr. Dusty and everybody else as to, as to the broken transmitter, but there's not much we can do about it. It's way too hot and we can't be bothered. So I'm joined in the studio by the usual motley crew of presenters. We have Commander Ventura, who's busy mashing buttons trying to make the radio transmitter work. Good evening, Commander Ventura. He says, hello. Um, good evening, the Harry Bullsack, also known as Commander Palantir. Good evening, good evening, good evening. How is, how is, is your parasol? My parasol was very good. I, I spent most oh, of the day in, in the back garden under the, the uh, parasol, which is a 
50% UV uh, filter, uh, typing away on a laptop with some scripty bits in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's your, your fault? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and have you been trying the Helix uh, edition of the Onion Head? Well, that could be why I couldn't get back in earlier. Uh-huh. Um, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure how I'm supposed to walk when you've got four legs. Now, I mean, obviously, we, we did a bit of research because, you know, we're not the kind of people who, who do such things as Onion Head and Hush and Push and Lazarus, but we were trying to work out, you know, what do all these things do? Um, so we, we started with Hush, and we looked at Hush, and the description says um, it leaves you in a catatonic state with no auditory input. So that's the stuff that the radio station has taken this evening. We then went to push. Now, what did you say push did? That keeps you awake. Just, just, just keeps you just, just concentrating just that little bit. What? Yes. Yes, right. no. No, I can hear you, Mother. No. What? And then, then there was Lazarus. Yes. Mm. Yes. Is that, is that the hangover cure? Well, <laughs> yes. That, that's a, it's a bit like being knurred, isn't it? In, in Terry Pratchett parlance. <laughs> Taking Lazarus, it's a bit like the kind of hyper-reality that you get with Knurd. And then you've got Onion Head Helix Strain, which I think is a scam, because it's incredibly weak, doesn't do anything, and therefore they're trying to make it legal by selling something that looks dodgy but does nothing. Either that or they're trying to poison all of the hippie students in the galaxy. Entirely possible? It could be, it could be. Or, or the Far God cult, who we do understand, you know, have a lot of this stuff. Talking about Far God cults, Flossie... Yes. Um, you have some CG news. <clears throat> I tell you what, that's two Hutton frogs I've had in one evening. Um, <laughs> you've got you've got some CG news for us later. Yes, I have. Yes. Fantastic. Um, mm. And is it just one or two, or we got five uh, competing CGs, or what? Just two this week. There's a trade two. one and a, a supporting bounty hunter. Ah, fantastic! And Commander Chicks. Hmm. Hutton Space. Yes. Nobody listens, do they? I mean, Lithobreaker listens, but I don't think Lithobreaker does. Well, we've had more than 100 people listen to last week's show on YouTube. Well, we'll we're going to find out how many listen to the podcast. So. Well, that's what happens when you review, you know, Commander Reenie and Commander Burr's latest outing, you see. Hmm. Their, their, um, their audience figures go through the roof, and therefore so do ours. But, but triple figures... Triple, triple figures. figures. We haven't hit triple figures in ages. And given that it's mm. midsummer and awfully in the UK... Now, <clears throat> we need to explain this thing, Commander Chicks. The numbers that we use for measuring temperature over here are different mm. to the numbers that the night shift used to measure their temperatures. Well, it was very handy today because in where we are, it was 28. So where the night shift are, it's 82. So you just swap the numbers around. Ah, very, right, OK. It's very now, easy to understand. I mean, our numbers look a lot smaller than the night shift, particularly the Texan night shift, you know, the fans of the Lacon chips. Mm. The numbers look a lot smaller, but they're not really. I mean, there is one major difference between this country when it's hot and hot countries when it's hot. Mm. Yes, we all fall over and can't function. Well, yeah, I mean, our houses aren't built for mizzle and drizzle and if you're, Mm. you know, from North Britain, polar bears and penguins and... That, that kind of thing, wandering mm-hmm. about. And they're not designed for keeping heat out. They're designed for keeping warmth in in the miserable grey days. Mm, that's true. Which means our houses are basically giant brick ovens. Yes. In but, fact, if you stand outside 
build a house this time of the evening and put your hand about six inches from the wall, you can feel it radiating out. Yeah, you'd be much further away than that. I, I did it earlier and was like, bloody hell. Yes. Well, I just, there all these tips and tricks, like that, that there was somebody who said the other, oh, you put the fan by your window and this, that and the other, and, you know, it, it brings a breeze through. Yeah, but when you realise the internal temperature in the house is exactly the same as the outside air at 31 degrees C, which is um, mm. uh, 80 lots in, in American money. Mm. Um, 86? 30, yeah, about that. Yeah, something, something like that. Uh, 86 numbers in, in night shift money. Um, yeah, with the inside and the outside temperature the same, getting a breeze through your house is not really doing very much. Hmm. Other than yeah, yeah. depends if you could be at altitude or you could be on the coast or you could just have air conditioning in your bedroom. Yeah, or you could be in a six foot by six foot studio with five six other people and yes, <laughs> all sweating into the same puddle. See, that's the bit people don't realise is this studio is actually only six foot by six foot. So when we say over on the far side of the room, what we actually mean is I'm perched on my left knee. Talking yes. of perched on my left knee, the apology officer. Um, good evening. Hello. Hello. I and do I, live in North Britain, and I can tell you, we've had 28 degrees as well today. Oh. I, I saw I saw a video of a, of a North Britain-ite um, yeah. complaining about 14-degree temperatures, and it was 500 yes. yards to his farm, and he didn't know yes. if he was going to make it. Was he a ginger man? He was a ginger man with a big beard, yes. Yeah, and, yeah. 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 Uh, ginger, um, this is the temperature at which ginger people will spontaneously combust. Yeah, but I have heard that we know some ginger people that don't combust in hot temperatures. No. Yeah? No, Did that's Former for hot bosses. For, no. Are you calling Eddie Gipler ginger? Sorry, pardon? Are you calling Eddie Gipler ginger? Well, well, his beard might be. He's not ginger. He might be English ginger, but he's not <laughs> proper Scottish ginger. Oh, well, with freckles and everything and a kilt. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. And if, if you lift your kilt, there's a big ginger forest you can see. But anyway, yes, yes, absolutely. That's just the top yes. of your legs, by the way. There's nothing Lithobreaker else. Litho breaker saying, in North Britain, when you say the temperature hit 28, is that degrees Kelvin? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, there, there is there's an old comment by um, Sir, Sir Billy of Connolly um, that, that states that uh, North Britainites, uh, they, aren't, they aren't sort of pasty well, no, pale, like, white no, shape. They're blue, yeah, like Smurfs. Yes. It, takes, it, takes us a, it takes us a week in the sun to get white. <laughs> well, exactly. And um, then your skin falls off. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't go through intervening stages. You just go pale yeah. to red. That's it. Yes, yeah. I do look like I have been ducking for chips. <laughs> yeah, and, and by the way, for, for those of you listening from other parts of the world where you're scoffing at the temperatures in the UK, this is interesting for us. We've been stuck in our houses for a year and a half and we've got nothing better to talk about than a, you know, attacking the postman with sharp sticks and, um, yeah, the weather. I was not responsible for that. Yeah, and talking I mean, of attacking number, the postman with sharp number sticks... Number two walked into that trap anyway. <laughs> yes. Amelia, good evening, good evening. Hello. And and are you ready for your, your Galnet Res review later? I believe so. It's something very, very dear to my heart, as you well know. I mean, I, there was definitely a sense of wonder. I mean, your eyes lit up when we told you this is what you were reviewing this week. It was like you'd hit pay dirt. Yes, definitely. Oh, my God. It's, uh, yeah, I'm not going to say anything, obviously, because you have to wait and see. Was Red he quite that excited and without much trepidation about what we're sending you to review? I mean, you don't actually have to touch, lick, eat, run away from, or anything, the, the stuff well, you've chosen this week. 
Well, you you can. I just wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> do not, do not lick it. No, seriously. We should just put that on every single Galnet Rares <laughs> thing. Is at the end of every single one, just says, "Don't lick it." Whatever it is, just just don't lick it. Especially not the <laughs> onion head. Right. Um, so, so what, what's been going on this week? I mean, there, there have been live streams aplenty from the frontier, from the uh, Pilots Federation. We've had a super cruise news where, apology officer, something was mentioned. Dum dum dum. Something was mentioned. That's correct. It was. No. But the most important thing amongst all the somethings that were mentioned, I've got no idea what you're going on about. It was. It was the Hutton <laughs> Hutton brand coffee. Oh, was it? Oh, good. yes. It, it finally arrived. Yes. The. I mean, they they managed to. No, um, no, no, no. It arrived on time. It was finally picked up. Yeah, it was it was confiscated by Frontier Towers uh, Pilots Federation, sorry, Shinrata Desra Security Forces, who immediately quarantined it in the 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 break room alongside the coffee machine. I think they just saw that it come from Hutton. Well, we we couldn't <laughs> have made it much more that. obvious that it was intended for for Sally, really. Mm-hmm. Because what you mean by putting a name on the front of it? Well, no, just in case somebody had <laughs> maybe they spoke in Cyrillic or something um, but just in case they did then there was another really obvious sign on the parcel that it was intended for, for the uh, the PWAF pilot herself yes it, it wasn't the pink uh, unicorn it was unicorn tape yes unicorn gaffer tape pink fluffy yep. unicorns dancing on rainbows <laughs> so, so that was a bit of a hint that it was actually for the the pilot of the PWAF yes but inside there was some some Hutton Blend Hutton brand coffee beans. Yes. <coughs> Don't yes. Know, Which there was a squee weeks. over. Very, a very dark roast coffee that tastes of cigarettes and regret. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's the kind of flavour you get if you sort of the lick the bottom space. of the Marmite jar after it's like been dried in the sun for a while. Mm. Mm. I do love that pink unicorn duct tape. That is so cool. That's awesome, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah, I've got rainbow yeah, tape yeah, as well, but I went for the I went for the unicorn stuff. Yeah, and so so this stuff. Tell us what, where, why, when, how, where does this come from, and who are the the maestros and maestresses? Is that the right word behind this awesome blend of coffee? Ah, well, as chicks will know, because mm. we went there um, a month ago on his recent excursion to North Britain. There mm. is a coffee shop in Glasgow Central Station. It's called Gordon Street Coffee, and they make his their own blend of Hutton coffee. Um, and put our, mm-hmm. our label on the front with a wee picture of Hutton Orbital and the description underneath and things like that. So, and I had it, yeah. and I was awake for two days. You yes. didn't even have that stuff. You just had the, you just had the Glasgow yeah. roast. You and, didn't have the Hutton blend. So, so I mean, obviously, this this was there was a covering letter, and this was in recognition of the fact that Thursdays, the same day that we have our show, seemed to be Sally Day. When, I, when, I didn't so, read that, I just shoved it in. Yeah, Sally hits the forums running at about 9am, and then keeps running all the way through the forums, right through to the end of the working day, and then sometimes out the far end of the working day into Friday, with non-stop um, enthusiasm. I think it probably is. I think it's probably worth mentioning that the rest of the community manager teams are there as well. And they, you know, although they are, they are. The but th- Thursday, the coffee's for sharing, really. Yeah, it is. It is for sharing, absolutely, for the whole team because Zach's taken a day and Arf has taken a holiday, and um, yeah, so Sally has a Thursday. Arthur took a holiday. 
Yeah. Oh, no coffee for him then. <laughs> oh, no. no, 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 no. Um, but so, 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 yeah, it was in recognition of the whole team, but it was particular recognition on the, on the fact that there was sort of some craziness happens on Thursdays when, when Sally hits the forums. However, I don't know if anybody's noticed what happened today in that um, Sally, in an attempt to prevent outbreak in her sort of near vicinity, decided to go and get stabbed and jabbed by Nurse Wyeth and, and took one of these vaccine things and, and then promptly felt rough as a badger's behind for the couple of hours after to, um, yeah, she, she'd had this thing. So um, Sally has had a bit of an off day. The perfect day to have some Hutton blend coffee to make you feel that little bit better. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So there was that. And then um, has anybody else spotted the other the other news that we had in the news today? The launch today, the loopy launch, the Lemniscate loopy launch. Signifying no. No. Right. Okay. Oh, that, mm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so uh, the Pilots Federation obviously launched Lemniscate. Today and they've they've gone for a, I think it's an open it's, it's not I don't know sure it's classed as a beta but it, it's open for a it while is a beta, yeah it is a beta it's open for a yeah. while if you want to have a go with it for a couple of weeks um, and they've been streaming that this afternoon on their I think there was their stream this afternoon there was also some um, some lemniscate going on and yeah you can go loopy I mean you just shoot things and go loopy and then shoot things again and you're going to shoot where they're going to be and then they get there and then they blow up but then on the next go they avoid that spot and it, it, it's quite exciting and you have to think ahead to three four turns ahead of 25 seconds which is way too much for any Hutton trucker but it's quite exciting. It looks cool. It's a Frontier Foundry thing, and we've got it installed in the studio and in the games room. And put it down until we finish the show. Um, so, anything else exciting been yes. going on? Amelia, anything exciting well, with you? No, but I do have something to say. Go on, then. Hi, Hobo! What up, dude? There's a Hobo? There's a wild we Hobo? We have a Hobo in the Twitch chat. Is, is he a Hobo or a Desi <laughs> Hobo? Um, just a hober today. Oh, if anybody ever has never tried a dirty hober cocktail, please do ask Cecil. He mixes a mean dirty hober cocktail. Um, anyway, we've got Lenin and Cloud Atlas and uh, all sorts of people lurking in the uh, the green room. Wave through the window. We're not letting you in this week. That's next week. Or is it the week after? Next week. Next week. Yes. Um, so, uh, other than sweltering an awful lot... Is anybody got anything else? We do have a special something coming up, but um, does anybody have anything else before we move along? No. Silence speaks no. volumes. Volumes. Right. So um, earlier in the week, we got a, a uh, well, we intercepted a Galtwit transmission from a uh, Commander Westhorpe. I think we broadcast it on the news last week saying that Commander Westhorpe was in jail yet again. And so we sent a reporter out... Well, actually, no. I pulled the short straw and I had to go and do it. Um, to go and interview Commander Westhorpe to find out why this person keeps ending up in jail and what they were doing to get there and why they keep getting stuck and rescue teams need to be sent. So if, if nobody's got anything else, this is quite a long interview. It's all of ooh, 10, 15 minutes. Um, but he's a, a fascinating chap and um, there's, there's a war happening as a result. But... Uh, let me see if I've got the buttons lined up. Here we go. And uh, it's it's um, this one. Norman Stanley Westhorpe, you have pleaded guilty to the charges brought by this court, and it is now my duty to pass sentence. You are an habitual criminal who accepts arrest as an occupational hazard and presumably accepts imprisonment in the same casual manner. First things first. 
We've spotted your plaintive messages coming out on on various GalTwit and GalBook and these various uh, outlets. Um, who are you? Well, I'm Commander Westhorpe. I, uh, I, I, I I'm just a, a jobbing pilot passing through the uh, the frontier systems and uh, trying to make my way. But um, we've 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 read obviously the notes from from court every time you're incarcerated, and it does suggest that you are an habitual criminal. Well, I mean, depends on your definition of criminal, doesn't it? I, uh, uh, I'm trying to, to stand up for the little guy. You don't realise what's going on out on the frontiers until you're there and you find that the, the controlling faction have got their booted heel on the little guys and shunting them off into the corner and leaving them to die, removing their health care. It's awful out there. So I'm just trying to even the score a bit and being punished for it. OK, so in this particular case, I mean, uh, this is, what, the fourth, fifth time now they've incarcerated you for this particular yeah. crime? Who's counting? Yeah, so, so you know, talk us through what happened on this occasion. What, what, what were you doing when you felt the long or very short arm of the law? I was, um, I, I was at um, a, a settlement making my way quietly, um, minding my own business, just trying to gather some items um, that I uh, I needed for a a forthcoming job, and the uh, the local security personnel decided that I shouldn't be there and opened fire. Were were you carrying anything prohibited at the time? You know, things you found lying around, an e-breach kit, heavy weapons. Whether I was or wasn't, they didn't stop to ask, did they? They they just opened fire. A bit of a we saw you coming, mate, kind of situation. Yeah, yeah, it might be something to do with my hostile status, to be fair. It, well, they tend to sort of frown upon that one. And so you were just casually walking around the outside of the settlement, looking at the lovely buildings, the stenciling on the word HAB and RES and PWR yeah, buildings. Yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, and, and I was I was admiring the, the blast craters from my earlier missile salvos, <laughs> which I, 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 thought, um, I, I thought looked quite nice. You were trying to redecorate the place percussively. Yes, yes, right. yes. Okay. Was... And so the security took objection to you and they unleashed a barrage of laser fire and that kind of thing in your direction, at which point you felt like lying down for a bit. Well, yeah, I mean, I was a little bit confused by it because I thought I'd got rid of all the security staff. I don't know where they came from, but that's what the missile fire was for earlier. <laughs> the, that, that big vulture flying overhead with people falling out the bottom of it wasn't a big hint at that point. Oh, that's what that was. Yeah, I thought I thought that was just a passing school trip. Well, it may have been, um, judging by some of our commanders that have been attacked by ninja girl scouts in the past. You know, it could have been a day trip uh, of very deadly girl scouts. Um, so, yeah. when when you regained consciousness, of course, you were incarcerated at um, one of the the prison ships. Yeah, yeah, back at my old gaff in Pilgrim's Ruin in HR three zero five, and those um, those cells they look quite comfy. I mean, the bed does look fairly comfortable. Well, yeah, to be fair, you got a choice of two beds and a bench. It's, it's I've been in worse. So, I mean, you, you were in solitary on this occasion. You, you weren't paired up with some nefarious criminal on the other bunk who insisted that they had the top bunk and you couldn't have it. No, well, see, they've got a strange policy there. I'm not quite sure how they uh, they administer the sentences, but um, all the doors are open, so you can just walk out again. Um, it, it could, could it be that while unconscious you had served your time? Um, 
and, and, or is it an open prison? I mean, is it one of these newfangled open prisons whereby you can just come and go as you please and they trust you to behave yourself? It could be that. Yeah, yeah, that sounds quite quite, quite left-wing. Yeah, could, could be, could be. So, I mean, they've got computer terminals lying around the place, so one assumes, being the entrepreneurial sort of individual you are, you, you sort of logged on to one of the terminals to see quite how much money you owed in fines at that point. Yeah, which has been halved kindly. They, they clearly are, they, they've they've uh, deprived me of some funds, and uh, now the uh, the fines are cleared. Oh, there's a, there's still a bounty. But so, so that doesn't go. I mean, what does it cost these days? I mean, being caught loitering around a settlement, having redecorated it with missiles. What sort of cost are we talking here? Well, I think for for just hovering above uh, a landing pad, that's uh, I think a five hundred credit, no, a one hundred credit fine um, for um, for missile salvos onto passing staff. That's a thousand credits per head. Entirely um, accidental, of course. You you could never be accused of deliberately targeting, you know, settlement staff. No, 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 not at all. It's no. just I was just sort of clearing clearing out the uh, missile tubes, so to speak. And and. So, I mean, and, and what's the food like in this place? Food? I'm not sure I've seen any. Well, I mean, there are certainly pizza must be boxes very lying low around. Carb. I mean, there are pizza boxes lying around in the, in the docking bay, Magnet, yeah, magnetic ones that are stuck to the floor. Oh, it must be for the staff, yeah. I thought it was suction. I, th- I thought it was that they've got a constant low-level suction um, thing to stop the gravity from... Well, it's, it's one of three things. It's either Velcro, magnets, or suction. One of the three. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like the suction. So they haven't fed them. you? No, no, no. I've, to be fair, I haven't asked. <laughs> you just want to get out of there, and and therein lies the problem. Obviously, you've clearly served your time. You've paid your dues to the various authorities. At that mm-hmm. point, most sensible people would then hop in a ship and uh, GTHO. I, I, I would love to. I, I would love to. Yeah, GTFO. However you like. Yeah. I. Um, uh, however. My ship is not available to me. It has not been uh, transferred to the same location. Oh, so they've they've like wheel clamped or or, or clamped <laughs> yeah. your your ship somewhere. I mean, did yeah. you take your ship with you when you were doing? I mean, you obviously you were flying over, setting off fireworks for them. A nice display. Um, is there a possibility they've impounded your ship somewhere? That, that would make sense. Um, however, the. Uh, um, the, the maps and uh, facilities I've been able to see, my ship appears to be still at the location where it was left, you know, where I, where I landed close to the settlement, walked to the settlement, and then I've obviously been incarcerated on foot and my ship has been left back 190 light years away. Right. I mean, the the, the next stage for anybody will be those nice those nice guys and girls over at Apex. Which they they are present. They do have a presence at the uh, the detention centre. However, they can only the the only system that is in their range is uh, thirteen light years away, and that has only two destinations that they can take me to, which are both outposts. So, as outposts, neither of them have uh, an interastra facility where I can summon a ship. Right. Now that that that's un, that's understood, and obviously uh, your ship's small enough. It's not just a case of not having any big pads, and you're you're flying some uber giant um, imperial no, space no. dildo. Cobra Mark Four specifically oh. being used because it uses a small pad, and if you want to interact with settlements, you have to have a small pad. Right. So they will take you somewhere, but when you get to that somewhere, you're then stuck. Yes. Right. So that's a bit like you know we don't go south of the river, mate. 
taxi driver yeah. drops you yeah. on the very north edge of Westminster Bridge or something and refuses yeah, to don't take go out of town. town. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. Don't not, go south of the no. river. Yeah, I'm clocking off in a bit, son. I'm, yeah, it's that, that kind of thing, yeah. So I've got two options. I can I can either stay where I am, get an apex taxi to the neighbouring system where all I can do then is shuttle between the two outposts that are there because the shame is there aren't even any settlements in that system. There are plenty of planets that are landable, but um, there are no settlements on any of them, so I can't even um, undertake a new crime spree. I mean, um, go... <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, um, go sightseeing. Help tidy up yeah. things lying around. That's the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah. And obviously the, the, the taxi drivers then, you know, you can't call a new one to take you on further somewhere else because they, they know your soul. I mean, sorry, they, they don't go anywhere else. Uh, yes, exactly. I think uh, there is a limit to the range. I would, uh, I'm guessing it's about 150 light years, and the closest um, next populated system is above that. Right. Um, now, obviously, the system that you're maybe setting off the fireworks in, I mean, this is your, a regular location for you. You, you. You've got work there. I mean, you have a contract to, to do something in that area, yeah, which is I'm, why I'm you working, keep getting in the same, same spot. Yeah, I've been working to. Um, I've been working with the shunned, the, the un, unkindly titled shunned, clearly a name given to them by the, the oppressive um, boot heel of the, uh, the, the governing state. Um, so, yeah, I've been working with the shunned to try to get them in a stronger position to bring their, their, their influence up, which it now has reached a 50-50 influence with the only other... Um, a faction in the system. So, I mean, your, your work is, I mean, a bit like privateers of old. You do have a letter of mark from, yeah. from your your own particular faction who says, you know, you're perfectly legitimately allowed to redecorate settlements using percussive means. Yes. I mean, it was a last result, to be fair. I have, for over, the, over a number of weeks, I started off with very gentle tactics to I was just recovering items and I was transporting goods and doing what I could passively to try and build up this um, much maligned um, small group to give them a little bit more influence and power. Um, but um, then there was a terrorist attack. Um they suffered a terrorist attack. They went into a terrorist attack state. And at exactly the same time, the governing faction, the controlling faction, went in, their happiness changed from happy to elated. So it was quite clear they were very chuffed that the other, that the shunned were having a terrorist attack. If it wasn't, if that isn't a smoking gun, I don't know what is. But that was the incendiary state moment. State-sponsored naughtiness, I mean, is, is yes. what we're talking about here. Yeah. Yes, at which point aggression started to escalate and other missions um, became more acceptable. So, well, so, um, so yeah. all, taking all of this into account, and now this is the umpteenth time they've, they've managed to catch you, I see that there are a few possible solutions here, but how have you got out of this circumstance? I mean, have you appealed directly to the Pilots' Federation to, to, um, to rescue you from this one? Well, the very first time, I, uh, I put an appeal out to independent pilots and I was uh, graciously rescued um, by, uh, by Camel Number 1 and uh, Commander Berger. Um, they both came at the same time. Uh, they, it was a bit of a fiasco because uh, they managed to get me out. We, um, I got on board their fleet carrier and then they jumped and I somehow was left floating in space. <laughs> <laughs> it's a conspiracy, but, I tell you. After that, though, I, I have relied on, um, yeah, on the on pilots' the, federation 
um, yes. yes, males. Uh, one, one uh, Sally Morgan Moore um, actually came to my rescue on one occasion. Um, uh, I, I heard it was done for. in a very pink and sparkly fashion as well. Oh, yes, yeah. as, uh, as you'd expect. Yes. As it stands, and they say crime doesn't pay, yeah, they're, they're not joking on that one. <laughs> it's, no, no, it's, it's quite punishing. You know, yeah, I is. will keep relying on and leaning on the Pilots' Federation um, to try and uh, highlight to them that uh, perhaps better facilities are needed out in the frontier. Yeah, well, I mean, some somewhere maybe with large pads. I mean, maybe maybe a campaign to build a a station for a halfway house, should we say, for people recently released from jail, where they yeah. can you know, haul their rehabilitated backsides and um, you know start behaving like real pilots. You know, a bit of piracy. <laughs> I don't bit, know what you of, mean. What, what are you saying? A bit of smuggling, <laughs> that kind of thing. You know, perfectly legitimate yeah, yeah, yeah. business activities. I've had the nod from one of the guards here that I, I think our, our time is, is up. He's, he's popped up on my video screen and he's, he's, he's putting that sort of finger across his throat, which I mean, I assume right. means um, you're not scheduled for termination, that the, the call should be ended sometime soon. But, um, well, as long as it's the call that's terminated and not me, I don't know if the policies here have changed. An offer from, from the team over here at the, the Hutton radio station. We, we are blessed with an awful lot of Hutton trackers around the galaxy. So uh, if you do get stuck and you do need a lift, don't forget to shout. And I'm sure we could send somebody over with, I don't know, a spare seat or, I don't know, an art cutter stuck in a cake or something like that. To, to, uh, to that is very kind. And of a course, Hutton trucker-sponsored getaway driver. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Right, well, yeah. um, I, I think, yeah, that guard has gone gone from putting the finger across his throat, I think he's turned apoplectic with rage and he's gone purple on my screen now. Uh, right. And he's shouting, I've got, I've got it muted. He's loading his pistol. He's definitely shouting and tapping the screen at me now. So, look, thank you very much for coming to join us. We will try thank and you. send some people over to help you as well. You know, don't be afraid to tag us and say, oh, guys, help. And we will send, I don't know, four or five fleet carriers and maybe 30 or 40 ships over to come and rescue you, that sort of thing, you know. Awesome. Yeah. Well, As up a, the shunned. Yeah. Come, come and help us out in the... Uh... Up, up the shunned. Hutton are used to being shunned, usually for doing certain things like sending well, there people you go. to the orbit. These are your people. Yeah, yeah absolutely. The underdog Fight is, for them. Yeah, the underdog is our, is our friend. Look, thank you very much for coming to join us, and um, we look forward to hearing how it's gone. Do keep us up to date with how it's going, and we will, um, we will let everyone know. Awesome. Thank you very much for having me. And we're we're back in the studio. Oh, that's, that's quite the tale. We had to get to the bottom of it. Hmm. Hmm. But yeah, how to end up in jail an awful lot. Find somewhere out of the way where the nearest prison ship is nowhere near anything else. Well, look, um, we're going to say thank you very much to Commander Westhorpe as well, who I understand is lurking in the stream chat at this very second. So if you are in the Twitch stream chat, um, give, give him an 07 and uh, maybe, maybe offer some help. Um, Commander Chicks. Yes. Um, as our resident BGS expert, um, I, I have sent you to the sort of the records office to try and find out how were they doing because that was recorded two days ago now, just as the war started. Yes. And so, uh, so it, where is it? it's in the pencil? I, I didn't pay enough attention, but it's in the pencil something sector. Yeah, it's the um, pencil. Let me see. Echo Lima Dash Yankee Delta Five system. Um, so, as he said, there are two. Uh, factions there. And that's very okay. rare, isn't it? I mean... Yeah, it's normally... It can be as many as eight, I've seen, but uh, generally six or seven in, in the bubble. But out there, yeah, seven stages movement and the shunned. So obviously, whatever influence one faction has, the other one doesn't. So it always adds up to 100. So currently, they're on, in a civil war. 50-50 uh, split, which 
is a new one on me. I'd never seen that before. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I can't so think of any like other systems. Forty-eight. <laughs> yeah. Well, we 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 have had a um, a fifty forty-nine in Hutton's favour with everybody else on sub one percent taking up the remainder. But um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is, um, if anybody does feel like uh, an excuse to go and do some pew-pew, they need to head to the pencil diddly doodah system. Yes. Yeah. They they are winning 2-0 at the moment. So well, we may days. have sent a bunch of Hutton truckers out there already to, to lend a hand. Um, the commander name that you're looking for is Commander West Thorpe. That's with one T in the middle, West Horp. Yeah, um, and uh, I'm sure Commander West Horp is probably looking for a, a few wingmates, teammates, and everything else. Um, Flossie. Yes. So, so you know, helping Commander West Thorp out in a war is that your kind of thing? Um, no, not. I mean, you can't even go in with a, you know, and then go out with a on the Seventh Day Movementists. I'll help in any other way, but the only way I can't help is by fighting. So, so if he gets incarcerated again, it might be a flossy that could come to the rescue. Mm, yeah. Yeah, pick him up in your in your and ship I've, of choice. I've been I've been in a similar position. I just I managed to get back to where I died, and it called me ship, and it, it couldn't land, but it floated above me. So right. Well, you've rescued me on a couple of occasions, usually just after abandoning yeah. me on planet surface. On unfortunately, yeah. my my only uh, Odyssey characters out on the carrier at the moment was uh, was Hanky. <laughs> oh. Oh, well. If it's he's kidnapped you off, off to go and work in hot coal. Um, and, and Amelia, I mean, does, does that sort of thing tickle your fancy? I mean, I know you have other interests, but um, um, ha- have you engaged in any of this uh, this combat? I, mean, I know you got yourself a, a new flight control system such that you, you could do so without sticking your head in a sort of sweaty box of VR. Uh, unfortunately, yes, but um, I'm not really into the combat side of things. I'll do it if absolutely necessary, but if they need minerals, then yes. Oh, yeah, I mean, as soon as they've won, they will only get a 5% lead, so they they will need a bit of a hand getting clear. So, um, But, I, you know, I, I, am, I know that some commanders, uh, I think Commander Farkarp has headed out there and a, a bunch of others over from the, the Hutton uh, Facebook group. I know some Hotbox, Apology Officer, May have headed out there potentially, right? Yeah, to 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 go and aid as well. It is quite a way away, but it is it's it's a lovely system, and we think the Shund are the best people to be to be owning it. Anyway, right. Um, well, look, thank you very much. Now, Commander Palantir. Yes, sir. We 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 have a tradition. We do. Because I know it wasn't live live, it was pre-recorded live, but, you know, family matters and engaging in war are a time-consuming kind of activity. Would you like to sort of enlighten the audience as to what the tradition might actually be? When somebody makes their first significant contribution to the radio, we'd like to help them commemorate that by actually letting them have a Hutton Orbital radio mug of their very own. And, and to thus, to, thus, to uh, defer mods. Yes, I mean it's not quite as good as the the the, the you know the full Hutton mug, but it certainly has some of the essence about it that, that keeps mods at bay. So so yes, Commander Westhorpe, if you want to get in touch with us um, or in touch with me again through the same channel as we were last time, you know do do send us some details if you're happy to do so. And we do have a Hutton orbital radio mug as a contributor um, that we will be able to send out to you. You do know that Alvin's sitting on the big box of them, like he's trying to hatch them at the moment. <laughs> well, yes, yeah. Uh, well, the, the, that's where the mini mugs come from. 
Anyway, on that note, mini mugs. Just, um, do you want to just bring us up to date with the mini mugs and and the muggies and uh, Mr. Shouty's latest progress? We do know we've seen pictures of Shouty and Nocti. There, people who have actually won a muggy should be getting them any day now, as the. Uh, the Gal Post has actually taken delivery of them and will be bringing them to you and they're not coming via Yodel, so they should get to you. They're not just going to lob them over your fence at you. No. Yep, so if you did win, win a muggy and get plaudits for that kind of thing, they should be heading for you relatively soon and they have said, look, really sorry, what with times being what they are, it's been a pain in the backside getting them all done and polished. There's a lot of polish gone into these things. and But they are wending their way very, very soon. Right, um... Mr. Chicks, would would you ah. like would you would you like to uh, is it, introduce? Is it, is it, it, it time now? Ardvark. Ah, so it's time now for some serious journalism from the galaxy's favourite old hacks. It's Beetle Judah Wotherspoon with the Galnet News Digest. News Digest, 22nd of July, 3307. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, Onion Thursdays. Neo-Marlinists spiked. If at first you don't secede. Reach for the stars. Despite rumours of shortages caused by plagues and by factions leaving the Federation... The new onion-head gamma strain, created by the Blue Viper Club and funded by the Kumo crew, is on sale now at Anarchy Systems near you. A milder psychotropic than other strains of onion-head, gamma strain, also known as helix, is much easier to cultivate, thriving in hydroponics plants and in zero gravity. This ease of production means that gamma strain will not be classified as a rare good but will be available in roughly 10% of all anarchy systems on the open market. It will, however, not be universally welcomed as an import into the Federation, Alliance or Empire. Quite where the modified onion head strain came from is a mystery. Blue Viper Club clearly does not have the biopharmaceutical knowledge or skill to create such a drug. Its appearance on the market is strangely reminiscent of the Wonder Fertiliser that appeared on the market a few years ago and that turned out to carry a terrible blight created as an act of terrorism by the Onion Head Farmers of Panem. The chance for lasting peace between the Marlinist colonies and the Empire may have been dealt a blow by the comprehensive rejection of the political wing of the NMLA in today's election. Moderate candidate Coyote Tao of the Free Marlinist Movement won by a landslide the election to head up the Marlinist Consulate on a ticket to preserve the Marlinist colonies in their present form and to live in close harmony with the Marlinists' galactic neighbours. This should, in theory, mean peace. But his victory leaves the NMLA, which had hoped to gain representation in the Imperial Senate, out in the cold. 
with no prospect of getting backing from mainstream Marlinists to negotiate for the toppling of the Duval dynasty and the triumphant emergence of the Marlinists as the new leaders of the Empire? And with the Theta Group still on the run, how long will it be before we see another string of atrocities on the scale of the Nine Martyrs' attack? Where next for the Federation? With ten systems and four factions already departed, how many more will follow? President Hudson's disastrous attempt to monitor the communications of all federal citizens and companies, while popular among many citizens, has caused deep disquiet among those in favour of civil liberties and the rights of the individual. And it turns out that quite a few ruling factions have a, a majority of members who believe they should have the right to privacy from the government. The Domestic Counterterrorism Act was brought in in the wake of the Nine Martyrs bombings with a view to nipping any further terrorist plans in the bud. But the terms of the Act have been interpreted generally by the Proactive Detection Bureau, whose job it is to identify criminals before a crime has even been committed so they can be arrested preemptively. A number of students of politics and history have been arrested for researching their coursework. Hudson and his crony, Vice President Archer, seem intent on cracking down on dissent in precisely the way that will foment a revolution. The once persecuted and slightly bizarre cult, the Order of the Far God, which really likes the smell of ammonia, has announced that it wants to build a megaship so that it can spread the word about how hopeless everything is. It also wants to send a fleet of megaships to meet the Far God, its mysterious deity whose sole reason for existing appears to be to destroy everyone and everything, and who uses Thargoids as emissaries. If they get built, it won't be long before we hear of the inevitable destruction of these megaships as they venture into the heart of Thargoid country. But the exciting part about this venture is that the folk that help will be awarded decals, or possibly decals. And not just any old decals. These are Prozeno decals, or decals. Participants can earn the Triforce decal, or decal, or they can earn the Handshake decal. Or decal. But best of all, three quarters of the participants will receive the Reach for the Stars decal by Tharg Club 8, which is taking the Fargod cult status just a little bit further than it's ever gone before. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News. We read the news so you don't have to. We've got to all stick together, command us there for each other. Never ever forget that I've got frags and you've got gas, so reach for the stars. Watch your heat rise higher, reach for the stars. Time every weapon fire, reach <laughs> for the stars. And when that fog on caustic's over you,
That's when your beam lasers and heat sinks will come in handy, actually. They, they will. <laughs> Thank you, Commanders Beetlejude and Weatherspoon. Wow, who knew the galaxy had so much in it? Talking of galactic stars, it's Flossy with the CG News. <laughs> here with this week's Community Goals News. First of all, last week's CGs. Support Verity Dexter to secure or KO Tau to exclude NMLA representation. It was a long KO Tau after support for Verity Dexter barely left the starting block with just 620,000 tonnes delivered by just over 200 participants. Support for Kaya 2 passed Tier 4 with 29,680,000 tonnes delivered by a little over 1,400 participants. So, um, a victory for Kaya 2. This week's new CGs deliver goods and protect deliveries to outfit Fargod megaships. The Pleiades Concordas has requested deliveries to support the Fargod cult in the Pangebel system. Members of the secretive Thargoid worshipping sect have gathered in large numbers and are preparing to outfit one of the more, one or more megaships for religious purposes. Although the cult has no official spokespeople, local news feeds carried a brief message from one of its senior members, known only as the First Herald of the 58th Chapter. The faithful have hidden in the shadows for far too long. Now is the time to reach out and welcome the Far God, with the support of our friends in the Pleiades Concordat. The first megaship, the Testament, will be a missionary vessel to spread the word to all humankind. If we are blessed enough to obtain commodities for more megaships, these will be sent on a pilgrimage into deep space to communicate with the Far God. Far God believers are generally accepted to be non-threatening, albeit controversial, due to their reverence of the Thargoids. Some news feeds reported public disgust that the cultists should be active at a time when Thargoid forces recently attacked several systems. The Pleiades Concordat has requested that pilots deliver autofabricators, emergency power cells and insulating membrane to Moor Hub in the Panjabel system. As the cultists are routinely targeted by anti-Xeno extremists, the Pleiades Concordat has placed bounties on all wanted ships to protect deliveries. To help protect the Fargod initiative, hand in bounty vouchers at Moor Hub in the Pantazel system. Each completed tier will ensure the outfitting of one megaship that will commence operation on the 5th of August. Should either initiative reach the first tier, 
The top 75% will receive the Xeno Ally Reach the Stars decal. The top, seven, the top 50% will additionally receive the Xeno Ally Handshake decal and the top 25% will additionally receive the Xeno Ally Triforce decal. The initiatives begin on 22nd of July and will run for one week and if the final target is met early and planned, the campaign will end immediately. To earn rewards, you must sign up as an active participant before delivering auto-fabricators, emergency power cells and insulating membrane or handing in bounty vouchers to a more hub in the Panjabel system. And that's it for this week's CG News. Blossy told you what to do Thank you to Flossy and remember, no sexts please, we're truckers. Next, it's over to the sports result with the apology officer. Welcome to this week's belated Hutton Sports Report. The Hutton Sports Report is sponsored by the Hutton Helper, the only third-party resource to come with a big button to show when you're muted. This week we have the following events. The How Far Can I Take a Carrot Cake from Solowin during special? The T9 Munchie Box Full of Goodies Cup? The Car Park, the Car Full of Curries and Pecoras and Pizzas and Kebabs You're Not Allowed to Eat Delivery Driver Challenge? The I would kill for a plate of chips right now, Battle Royale. The I've gone mad with the hunger, Spree. The picking what passengers you will eat first if you get stranded, Invitational Challenge. And the classical and the classified results, the Mexican food standoffs will be penalised. All plates must be cleared and buffet rules apply. The teletype machine is heating up and I'm sure I can smell bacon cooking. Let's get stuck in. Ouster Angel, 175. The Shriek, 46. Light 027, 200. Chicks, 70. Goatee, 266. Montgomery Python, 191. Attic, 137. Kinetical Pulsar, 124. The original Bastard, 120. Brett River Boat, 72. Raven, 74656, 2647. Above the Sky, 773. Brecon City, 2. Hamilton Academical, 3. Dunfermline, 1. Drumnadrochet, 3. Queen of Kakari, 2. Castanari Kittens, 2. Wolf 124 Paramedicals, 1. Trepin Terriers, 2. That's decals for Raven 74656, which is the second time they've won one. Last time was March, but they still haven't claimed it. It's very sad. So, please email itookpart at huttonorbital.com and arrange to collect your Hutton decal kit, which this week consists of a pizza box with a Hutton-shaped cutout and a squeezy bottle of tomato sauce. Only one Hutton run this weekend by Commander Jintosh, whose time of 1 hour, 23 minutes and 59 seconds puts him in 105th place overall. 
Horizons players do Odyssey. Horizons players do Odyssey commanders kick sand in your face while laughing maniacally because they have legs to kick with. Do they regale you with tales of what people did in the bar last night and how funny Sleeping Peter's one-liners know one-liners get knowing you can't go there? Do they get a taxi home while you have to sleep in the station's events? Then why not go to the to the Hutton Orbital? Why not go to Hutton? I'll start that one again. Then why not go to hot.fathermog.com and download or sign up for the Hutton Helper before heading out to tear us your way across the cosmos doing all of the horizon things like a pro. Let's face it, anything has to be better than sitting around listening to your belly growling while dinner's is cooking and you can smell it cooking but you have to finish the sports report. So, I'm going to switch my fan back on and hand you back over to Studio 5. Thank you, Mia. Did you know the reason that the Stroop Waffle that you were going to go mention at the beginning of the sports report, if you didn't decide to ad lib, goes on top of the drink is to soften the caramel? Anyway, talking of things that soften after drink, it's time yes, once again <laughs> to open the journal of the Galnet Rares Digest and tell us tales of our latest exploits, adventures, and acts of daring do. Good evening. This is Amelia Hawke, reporting for the Galnet Rares Digest. We try all the galaxy's rarest and most dangerous commodities. So you don't have to. In the life of a Galnet Rares reporter, days are usually anything but boring. If we're not fighting off carnivorous plants, sticking things in our mouth that are most likely to have unintended and potentially dangerous consequences, or learning the intricate history as to exactly how this rare is going to kill you in new and interesting ways, then it's not a normal week here at Galnet. Sometimes, though, things are boring. This week is one of those weeks. It started with an incoming message from a very civil engineer and a selfie with his very boring tool. I'll admit, it's a very impressive looking boring tool, but it wasn't until I'd reported him to Omnicop that I took the time to understand exactly what it was that I was looking at. Yes, it's a rare. It's not a plant or a reporter eating menace in fluffy colours. It isn't a drug or a food or even an exotic drink. It's far better than that. For someone who just loves mining, this is the absolute pinnacle. Whoop out one of these bad boys at a party and people will go, oh, crank the dial up a little and they'll go, ah, turn it up to 11. Well, I'll, I'll talk about that later. But there's likely screaming and running and rather worrisome crunching noises. The big tool I've been looking at all day is a Wolper Hyperbore system. They come in many sizes, but the one I'm most impressed with is the Mega Wolper. I've got one in my garden. And what is a Wolper? Mineral extraction and boring systems are most commonly found aboard ships visiting rings and chopping chunks off, scraping surface deposits from, or gleefully blasting big bits into itty-bitty little bits from large asteroids. Formed at the birth of star systems, captured by the gravitational field of large bodies, then served up in manageable chunks. Just for me. I mean, um, just for miners. 
Of course, there are bigger chunks, planet-sized ones, rich in minerals and valuable metals to date. Well, other than finding rocks just lying around or fitting expensive mining operations in hazardous environments, not the easiest of things to extract. With the Wilpa, though, with their patented boring technology, I read the manual and how it does it, what it does is really boring behind the scenes. But to watch one of these babies do their thing, stand it up on its legs over a rich deposit, rig it up to a power supply and turn it on, and a beam of energy stabs into the crust of the planet, vaporizing the minerals which are collected and then reconstituted into a special filtration system and onward to waiting type 6 transport vessels. The light... The noise, the wulpa wulpa noise, as it does its thing like a hungry stomach. They're rare as the crystals required to focus the energy beams have to be absolutely flawless. One imperfection and, well, you wouldn't want to be standing within 500 kilometers of one of these things. I'm wearing a hard hat. I, I look a bit like a mushroom in this thing and a protective suit. But even from 500 meters away, I can feel the force as it munches and chomps its way through the planet. Any closer and, well, you're getting a tan. Too close and it isn't so much a tan as a quick roasted epidermis. Stand right on top of one as it fires up. Well, you're vaporized. Then sorted into your constituent elements and put out for sale in tiny little parcels. Oh, and a word of warning. Never lean on the control panel. These things go all the way up to 11. But if you were to test out that setting, then, well, things might go all Death Star on you and you'll end up standing on one rock in an entirely new ring system instead of on the surface of a planet. I'm Amelia Hawke, reporting for the Galnet Rares Digest. And I've just chomped a five metre wide, one kilometre deep hole in a planet. So you don't have to. The glee, the absolute glee. <laughs> Your eyes lit you, up. <laughs> you can always tell that I'm excited about something when I start stumbling over my words and getting all excited. Well, yeah, and, and obviously uh, <clears throat> whoever wrote that one and put the word news instead of rares, I keep doing that, you know. Yes. Um, but, I mean, th this is a monster. I mean, you, you've been, well, you may have seen those settlements with these things rigged up on extraction settlements with that beam of light going into the ground there. Sort of chomping yes. and crunching away at the crust and, and you know, just sort of vaporising. There's a bit of gold here and, you know, a bit of <laughs> platinum there and, yeah, and, and just sort of sorting them sort of sorting them all out. But, I mean, this this is the... I mean, you can't mount these on ships. I mean, you might mount them on capital ships, possibly, but... Possibly. The, yeah. But they're, they're a marvel to behold. I mean, just... I mean, there's, there's you know, no mechanical contact, is there, between the the boring machine and the ground? It is all it's all lasers. It's all focused by these crystals. Yes. I mean, from from the second you penetrate that planet, it's all fun and games. Well, it is unless you lean on the panel; it goes up to eleven. <laughs> Just the thing yeah. is, they have to because some planets are you know really tough, and therefore you've got to crank it up that little bit more. Whereas some are made of Swiss cheese, or they look like it after you've been at them with one of these things. 
But um, I mean, obviously, there is a little bit of the ethics in there. You know, should should we be strip mining planets? Well, quite of course, like that? we should. Well, yeah. yes, there we should mine everything. Mine everything. Four hundred billion planets out there. I'm sure they won't mine one or two that Amelia's poked holes in with her her Wolper. <laughs> Yes, but uh, I mean they're, they're they're fairly expensive. They're not they're not too bad. The, the problem is they're quite rare. I mean you can't get many of these yes. things from the supply. Well, it, it's it's the crystal in it that's actually the rare thing. Um, yeah, the, the the crystal required to focus the energy beam. They have to be absolutely, completely and utterly flawless. Yeah, I mean you you wouldn't want a, a stray beam coming out sideways and turning all the workers into you know <laughs> exactly <yeah. laughs> separating top half and bottom half and ending up with bits of worker everywhere. That that would be against union rules. Yes, I know. Yes, but, but would would those would those crystals be cheaper? You know, I mean it's, it's one of these things you have to think about. <laughs> you know. It's not all one-sided. Well, I mean, judging by... Especially if they got hit by the beam, they wouldn't be just one-sided. Judging by Commander Westhorpe and his his ability to just decimate a a settlement as it stands, just with his pocket pocket beam laser. Um, Yeah, it wouldn't be too different to the average visit by a nefarious do-badder, or do-gooder in his case. But look, thank you very much, Amelia. I mean, that one was definitely right up your street. We we did have a choice of where to send you this week, and there are a couple of real, really, really good ones we're saving for special occasions. Oh, yes. Oh, oh yes. I look forward to it. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't. <laughs> Oh no! I mean the the, the rigors. I'd go and have a medical checkup. <laughs> exactly. I, yeah, you you do need to have your inoculations first and some body armor and you know and very good insurance. A couple of clones on well, standby. Well, Gal- Galnet has the best insurance when it comes to their reporters. They have to. Well, has yeah. the best policies, but but, but I'm, obviously it's it's never been called upon to pay out least, up to now, so nobody knows. That's what I'm paid to say anyway. Mm. Oh yeah, you get an extra fifty p <laughs> at the end of the day, and yeah, really, you get fifty pence. Wow, yeah. hey, skimping me up. You get oh, paid. Uh, you get paid. <laughs> we, we get paid. I, I thought Alvin just chained us all in here in the heat just to punish us for something we'd done that was terrible. Well, look, um, thank you very much, Amelia. Enlightening once again. Um, there are still plenty of rares to go, and in fact, this this new helix thing is a rare. I think yes, it might yeah. be one to test. Yeah, well, we're not sure. I mean, there may be some safety issues on this one. It is a, a known safety issue. It won't be rare because Rares. it can be. It can be made in all sorts of places. Rares are usually yeah. only available from one station. Oh, so yeah. maybe it's and eight, we have a these are from ten percent of anarchy systems. Oh, crikey. Well, in which case, it doesn't qualify. We'll have to give you the alpha strain or the beta strain, and then you know, strap you to something before you go wibble too much. <laughs> Yeah, but actually, sobers up. Yeah. <laughs> or you sober up. Yeah. Well, it can't be any worse than trying to read the multicoloured script that we have in front of us this evening. That's fairly psychedelic. Anyway, look, thank you is very much. Is, is that what people told you? Yes, I have been told <laughs> it's that all, it's, it's, it's it's all in grey this week, just just to confuse you. Yes. <laughs> Well, look, um, our apologies to the listeners on the radio station who didn't hear any of this, um, but you might hear it again on the top of the hour, or every every couple of hours on on the Hutton radio station, on radio.forthemug.com. Uh, we will be... Uh, we, actually, we're not going to edit this. We, we're going to put it out in its full glory up to our YouTube channel afterwards. So if you missed the start, then you can always go back and catch that bit up again. Um, or if you can't remember if your name was read out by the sports reporter, then, yeah... You could always it go was, back. and I don't know why. Yeah, it was probably probably a summons somewhere. Probably a mistake. 
Hutton up at all. No, it's supposed to look like that. <laughs> exactly. Um, so thank you very much to Commander Norm, who has been hammering away in the background with a very well-padded hammer that we couldn't hear uh, at the radio transmitter. And uh, thank you very much to Commander Palantir for services above and beyond. Mm-hmm. Somebody should change the orange bulb on that transmitter. Yeah, they should. Mm. You keep That's asking. what's wrong with it. Yeah. I keep, I keep sending a technician up there, but they never seem to the right size orange bulb. Yeah, well, is it bayonet or is it screw fitting? I think it's small bayonet. Or is it just a push fit jobby? Oh, I've, I've no, I mean, the last person came back with, you know, third degree burns Oh, it's not a jobby, no. No, you really need a light bulb. <laughs> no, don't, don't leave a jobby up there. No. No. Um, well, thank you very much to Amelia. Yeah, and we look forward to your, your next outing next week, potentially. Now, I, I'm going to have to confess before I move on to the, 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 the next couple. Um, next week, I will be mm-hmm. um, partaking of uh, dear, dear old, dear old mum's um, many birthday. Ooh. You just don't want to do the green room. Oh, they, I, yeah. I mean, she yeah. planned it seventy years ago, absolutely yeah. perfectly. Just oh, so on oh, this. Oh, oh, in that case, I, in that case, I'm going to Dave's mum's uh, birthday. That sounds next, like a plan. We could broadcast yeah. the green room from there. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you, you never know. I might have to pre-record a couple of swear words at you. No, 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 no. I'm having cake and you're not. Or something like that. Oh no, 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 no! I'll just make sure I have cake for Thursday. Yes, and, and, and talking of okay, cake, I, I might be making an impromptu visit to the yes, Palantir. It's not impromptu, it's a, it's a planned, it's a planned impromptu visit. There are yes. things that scheduled in that Mrs Palantir will be cooking things and baking things. Oh, uh, Mrs Palantir's doing it, it's going to be cakes. It's yes, going to be it cake. is. Cakes yes. and biscuits. Yes. For, <laughs> only the very best for, for, for Mrs Mrs. Mrs. P. Senior. Oh, yeah, yeah, Mrs. Mrs. 21 Mrs. Senior. Better start the diet yes. now. Yes. Yes. So, um, so there will be a there'll be a flying visit of a small puppy and a and a small child, waving and then disappearing off again. Yes, the Bodie will be we charging around your garden, watering everything for you probably. Um, and I, <laughs> my thanks to uh, Commander Aiden as well, who uh, popped by randomly yesterday. Uh, just got a message saying I'm in the area, and he turned up with beer and buns, and and then I. I you know, charcoaled a few uh, sausages and things for him. So uh, it was very, very nice to see another Hutton trucker in person, albeit in the back garden and at socially distanced distances still, because we're very sensible like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, thank you to Commander Aiden and um, so thank you to the Apology Officer. I, you're welcome. I understand you're going to be hunting down this wayward commander with a paint pot. Uh, no, I'm not going to hunt him down. It's up to him to come to us. I've got the paint pot, I've got the, the pizza box and the tomato sauce ready for him. And the scissors. Uh, no, 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 we've already, we've already done that. I mean, do you think I would give you a pizza box without hot and orbital shape cut out of it? Well, it's one of those perforated ones, you just him. you just push the orbital out the middle of it, yeah. It's a, te- it's a template. You, what you do is you put it against your ship hull, you smear the tomato sauce on, and then the sun bakes it into your ship and it's there forever. Well, if only the commanders would come forward. I I spend my fr- part of my Fridays waving around desperately, saying, "Look, you people, you've got a hut and that's, How can you that's not?" That's the come guy for that it? chases them. That's the guy that yeah. chases ah, the commanders. Right. Yeah. I suspect it may not be a hunting commander, and that they mm. may not be on the Facebook page, and they may not listen well, to the uh, show. Well, I okay. mean, I've got they, fa- Facebook, the show, and Discord. That's the, that's the only. Yeah. Oh, we could group. actually put a message out on the Hutton Helper itself. In big yeah. flashing yes. letters, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I figured that doing putting our email address up on the Twitter is not very clever because well, we get enough spam as it is. Well, I was thinking more <laughs> more on the more on the Hutton the Hutton helper itself that on we, the yes, on screen message. The Hutton helper itself will be yes, yes. I think that would um, well. 
somebody just needs to give me the Oh, I can do that. I can do that. Bit. Place I can to do that bit. Um, and thank you yeah, once again. I have to explain it to you what you're supposed to do, and the, you know, and spell the name and the number. Is it? Yeah. I mean, is it got a two on the end? Is is it like a, a word then a number then then a two as well? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it's one of those things. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll have to find clone number one and tell them that clone number two yeah. needs to come in now. You know, come in, clone number yeah. two. Your time is up. Um, and do commander chicks and your twirly moustaches. Oh, uh, yeah, so I've just had a thought about that um, transmitter light bulb. And do go on. How many, how many Hutton truckers does it take to screw in a light bulb? <laughs> screw up the light bulb. Apparently, apparently more than we have. It's, <laughs> apparently it's two, but nobody knows how they got in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, Commander Floss. They light up at night. You climb up the ladder or down the ladder or something, but you definitely go along a ladder. It's on level I got, 11. Yeah. I got the joke, chicks. Don't worry. Why do you use ladder? It's zero G. What? Magnets, Velcro and suction. Velcro, yeah. yeah. And ladders. Mm-hmm. Tethers. Yeah. Uh, is, is, that, is that how you screw in a light bulb? With, with, with suction? Yeah. <laughs> You'd fall down to the bottom if you didn't use the ladder. <laughs> I'm not telling you what falls out of my bottom with the ladder. No. Oh, dear. Yeah. Right, uh, then that's enough of that now. And thank you very much to Commander Flossie. Ah, you're very welcome. And you'll be letting us know next week how this uh, Far God CG went and whether anybody actually cares about the Far God cultists. Yeah, well, I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> well, if they pay well, if they pay well, people will care. Yeah, I mean, as... oh, look, there's decals. The people always like decals. Yeah, they always <laughs> like money as well, though. Un- unlike, unlike. Commander, um, what, what was it? It was uh, uh, Raven 74656 Space 2. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, yeah. who clearly doesn't like nice nice decals on their ship. Um, and, of course, thank you very much to Commander Westhorpe for um, the interview earlier. It was good fun. And we hope the war goes well. We'll know by next week whether you won and you're in charge and you get a nice new office. Um, other than that, it remains for us to say... I was too slow taking my headphones off for that. (laughs) (laughs) That's the end of the show. Everybody's buggered off now, so why don't you bugger off too? Journey too long, no cargo too small. Profit margins never really mattered at all. We're gonna take the cargo where it's needed today. Super cruising all across the Milky Way. We're taking anything, anytime, anywhere. Loading all the teen out to the brim with the rest for the more. For the more, for the more, yeah, you know just where we're coming from. For the more, for the more, for the more, for the more, yeah, everybody's seen a trucker song. Flossie always seems to crash into the sun Skibble lights to pile it on the Xbox One Having out the free, you know, leads us one 
Lost the apology officer. Quick, Seamless. I have now unmuted myself. <laughs> no, <there we> <laughs> Hello. Yay. I don't Seamless. Got, I don't we got the first two paragraphs out. Here we go again, people. Do we do, do your intro tune again? Hang on a second. No, it's fine. It's oh. fine. I've had I've had I've had time to rehearse now. Right. Welcome to this week's belated hot 